Hey guys, welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. It is the middle of the day and today I'm unemployed actually. Uh, we're going to talk to one of my friends who is both freelance, unemployed, employed, all of the above. And then we are going to call someone who needs a pep talk, someone who's having a rough day. Brian's on the mic. Brian's never on the mic. Yeah, this is the first time I've been on the mic. Hi, Brian. Hi. Welcome to On the, on the Show. Well, that's my podcast, On the Mic On show. the Mic with Brian Russo. Yeah, no, uh, I wanted you on the mic because I feel like we've done this now for a very long time together through the Facebook Live show and now this podcast. Yeah, a couple of years. A couple of years and next a feature film, you know, we're going to start a network, the next LinkedIn, whatever. So an I just- app. We'll have I, an app. We'll have an app. Yeah, that we can actually have, that I believe in. But um, how are you? How are you feeling? I'm okay. I went to the doctor today for blood work, so that's exciting. Okay, great. As long as you're healthy. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. That's that's always scary. <laughs> um, I don't like the waiting period, you know? Just let me know right then and there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, you had work today, right? Yeah. I went straight from work to the doctor and got a whole bunch of blood taken, which terrifies me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, hopefully this will relax you, this nice soothing conversation. <laughs> we'll see. That, that's on you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to bring our guest on because we just, we're just going to get into it, baby, because I feel like I could talk to this person for a very long time. Um, my guest is a very funny comedian, a writer, a host. He's a producer. You've seen him on MTV News, Scruff's Quiz Show hosting. Please welcome Gabe Gonzalez. Hello. Hello. Hi, oh, that voice. That's why you get all the jobs. <laughs> I'm so cozy right now. You got me set up here really nicely. I'm oh, very good. Pleased with it. Yeah, well, this is it. Brian's place, so thank him. <laughs> Truly, I'm so honored to be here for Brian's debut as well. This, this is, is big. Major. Last time yeah. I was like, I want you on a mic. Are you okay with that? And I said, not really, but okay. I have a third mic. <laughs> Brian, that's how our relationship <laughs> always is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go to lunch? Not really. Not really but I guess you've convinced I guess I have me. time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I like, I don't remember how we met. I saw you on a show and I was like, oh, you're a good egg. We I was like, show together. Yeah, you're amazing. And then I brought you on the unemployed show a yes. couple times, yeah. which was a lot more fun and drunk than this. This is the serious. The version. Facebook live days were you got a bottle of rosé and a onesie going. That was a party at 2 p.m. That, Let that me tell you that. Was. Yeah. <laughs> I like don't think I would have made it through the last two years had I not done that every week. It was cathartic. It was really great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. It just that became moment. an issue when it was like, you have an audition. And I was like, but I have so many great people booked. <laughs> <laughs> I've already bought the rosé. Everyone's in their PJs. Right? We're yeah. already going. And then my agents would be like, what? What? I'm sorry, what are you doing? What What can't you make this thing for that will make pay you? <laughs> um, so I want to start at the beginning of your job you know, your career, your, yeah. your jobs here in New York city, at least, or before, yeah. um, when did you come here? And like, did you always want to pursue this? Um, kind of, but I think getting there was uh, a little bumpy for me. I moved to New York in December of 2012. So actually I stayed a semester later in college. Cool. I like went off, did this comedy thing in Chicago. The credits didn't really count as a full semester. So I was like, dope, I'll stay on an extra semester. So I graduated what my my college calls 0.5. So mm. we, they have a little like graduation ceremony in December. So I moved here in like a really weird time. Like I feel like there were a lot of job applications and like people looking to hire at the beginning of the new calendar year. Right. But at the same time, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing, right? Like I graduated with a degree called Modern Culture and Media, which like 
is already very confusing to explain to people. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's like film studies, but also like production and like kind of whatever you want. Wow. Where um, did you go yeah. to school again? I went to Brown. I yeah, that makes sense. In like Providence. Just this little tiny, It's Brown's just like tucked up on Brown's this like hill. Brown's like a bunch like, of like yeah. very brilliant people, but like a very hippie culture. And it's like- So hippie. So your major it, makes yeah. so much sense. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it like used to be called the semiotics department. It got mur- It's It's a wild story. I love it. Um, but yeah, so we did a lot. We watched a lot of old documentaries and silent films and stuff like that. And, um, you know, in the last couple of years, I, I got like started concentrating more on production. So I came here being like, yeah, I'm going to like work on a TV show, whatever, whatever. Sure. The first New York gig I actually got was before I graduated, though. Congratulations. Um, have That's I told you this story? The dream. No. I know, right? It's the <laughs> weirdest. Okay, this is wild. You're one of those people who's like, I'm already set up for next year, and everyone just hates you. <laughs> no, not at all. It was like a one-off gig that okay. like definitely didn't pay like enough for what this story entails, but like was so worth it. It was great. Oh, tell me. So I can't wait. I was here one summer, and I had done a show. Um, oh, my God. Where was it? Um, why am I forgetting? Like a it theater wasn't, show? Yeah, it wasn't UCB. It wasn't The Pit. Why am I forgetting? I the think Magnet? Of me. The Magnet. Thank yeah. you. Oh my God. All my friends with The Magnet are going to kill me. It's okay. Lots um, of love to The Magnet. I know. No, truly. <laughs> it was like literally my first, like the first comedy show I did here was at The Magnet. It was a queer storytelling improv show. Cool. Kind of like an Ask Cat style, which you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I know that show. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's super fun. It was mm-hmm. great. Uh, my friend Andrew used to help organize it and bring people on. And one of the people giving the monologue, well, the person giving the monologue that night was Elliot Glazer. Um, and I knew of him just because like queer people, New York comedy, I love super him. great. I, he, he was He fantastic. doesn't know who I am or that I exist, but I think he's so talented. <laughs> I do great. too. <laughs> he's just like, and he's a sweetheart. So we like all have a great time. The show goes great. I'm leaving New York and I'm literally on a Peter Pan bus. They used to have like $10 tickets. I'm on a Peter Pan bus with my luggage, like going back to Brown for the semester, right? And on my way there, we're an hour and a half into this bus ride. I get a text from Elliot and he's like, hey, my sister's filming this pilot for FX. It was for FX at the time. And he's like, they need an extra to be a barista. Someone dropped out last minute. Are you in town? And I was like, yes, absolutely. So I took the rest of the three and a half hour ride to Providence, bought a 4 a.m. bus the next morning. I arrived at Providence at 11, got a 4 a.m. bus so I could get there for the 8 a.m. call time or like the 9 a.m. call time. my God. Did not sleep, like took a nap, pounded a Red Bull, went down to the bus, literally got the last seat on the Peter Pan coming back to New York. My friend was in front of me and I told her about this uh, gig and she gave up her seat for me. Oh my! I'm sorry. This is just like a saga. This like, is a beautiful I, story it is because wild. we know where it's ending, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like freaking out. It's wild. So like, get back to New York. Um, the extras are being held in this like uh, church. But you're like a glorified extra because you're going to be a barista. Kind of right. I yeah. was like, oh, oh my I mean, God. there's only one barista in the oh, coffee shop. There were three. Okay, we <laughs> had a bit, but the other two um, were. Do you know Siobhan and Aaron? Aaron Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them were the other baristas. Wow. It was like so wild. And Dream I never team. met them. I yeah. was like new in town. And it was so cute. We we all had like one line. We just had to be like, oh. New like, in town uh-huh. as of 8 a.m. I know, right? <laughs> Literally new in town. Like don't even live here, man. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, we went on. We fucking did it. Um, it was dope because like so many people calling the shots on set were women. Like the director for that episode was a woman. Abby's job before it was like at a soul cycle was at a cafe and these like baristas were her like right. like douchey coworkers. For those of you listening who don't know what this is, we're talking about it was Broad, Broad City. City. 
at FX. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a pilot they did before they did it for Comedy Central. So it like never saw the light of day. I like oh, never, no. you know what I mean? I can't be like, I was in an unproduced pilot or like a produced, but like unaired pilot. It's okay. For- we're letting the world know oh, now. Yeah, right you now were the OG time, but- barista on Broad City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of a set. But that was technically my very, very first gig. And it was like- That's so great. It felt so glorious to me in the moment. And now I'm like, Gabe, wow, would you still do that for something would like you? that? Would you? Would you do that? I would. I've done some wild things. You and would like, because yeah. you knew he was legit. You knew yeah. his sister. You knew FX. You knew, you know. Well, I knew Alana because I used to watch Chronic Gamer Girl. Did you ever watch her yeah, YouTube? I did. I loved that series. Yeah, where she played so video fun. games. Did you yeah. watch that? You watched that. No? Alana Glazer. I haven't even seen Broad City. Wow. At all. Okay, oh, Brian wow. just let, and, and the mic is being taken away from Brian. <laughs> We're just going to pause for a few hours, watch some episodes, and we'll be right back. No. We'll be right back to get your take on the full <laughs> yeah. season. We'll take you all the way up to the birthright trip, and then you can watch the rest on your own. <laughs> Don't even know what that is. That's like in the game. That's for yeah. juice. Um, wait, this is so cool. I love that you so have wild. this hidden secret. Did you put it on like a resume too when you graduated? At first I did. I was like, because you know, I was trying to get gigs wherever. Sure. And then after graduating, it was a lot less glamorous. Like I was on people's couches for four months, just like hopping around. Cause like my friends had already graduated, right? Mm-hmm. I graduated like mid-year. So people were already established. Yeah. So it helped a bit Established. some like cushions, right? right? Like, yeah. Established as in they had like a box spring Literally, somewhere. right, yeah. <laughs> Their parents gave them a deposit and they had a bed with a place to sleep. Right. So that with was like all I needed. 10 roommates. <laughs> oh my God. It was horrific my first few years here. The, the roommates I had, the living situations. Yeah. What's like the grossest living sitch you've you've had in New York? Um, I slept in a bed with my friend mm-hmm. for four months because I was like leaving an apartment and mm-hmm. then, but I didn't want to like sublet my own place because I was like, I don't need to bring all my stuff. I'm going to be moving mm-hmm. to a new apartment with my boyfriend at the time, my ex-boyfriend who was like coming back to New York. So it was very much like... But we slept, she did a lot of, she smoked a lot of weed and like probably did other drugs, but she told me it was always weed. <laughs> but like, there were, I would come home and like the burner would be on and I'm like, and my, my dog was there. And I was just like, it was bad. And she had a king size bed, which I never saw in New York City. Yeah, that's wild. So that was why I was fine with sleeping in the bed with her. And she was just like, if I ever have someone come home, we were both single. Oh, well, I wasn't single. But my boyfriend at the time was not coming there. Like I sure. would go meet him somewhere else. But like, I don't know. She was just like, well, just, you know, let let each other know. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. Because <laughs> we have one bed. Oh my God. How about you? What was your worst? I think the first apartment I landed in was a little bit lucky. I had a really nice roommate. He was a band. He was always out. It was a two bedroom in Greenpoint, but I couldn't afford it for like more than a year. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like reality set in, um, cause I'd been saving up, you know what I mean? I've been living on couches. I was like, oh, I can afford this. I could not afford that. Yeah. Um, so I ended up moving to Bushwick and I had the first, the room facing the street in the first floor apartment, like the garbage cans were right outside my window. Yeah. I've faced garbage before. I could hear rats in the walls outside my window, procreating, fighting, just like- Eating pizza. Yeah, living (laughs) life. And it was absolutely disgusting. That is also the apartment where I was living with a weird French teacher who was in a basement and we only saw him uh, come out to like eat cereal because he had his own bathroom down there too. It was so weird. He had white hair 
and he had like no skin color at all. And he had these like dark, dark curtains in the basement. I think I was living with a French vampire is what I'm wow. saying. It was wild. He was like, I am a French teacher. And I was like, that's not like, what? How like, did you find this roommate? Um, so Craigslist? I found him through like a gay boy I had met on Grindr who ended up being friends with my ex's boyfriend. So when I moved in, my ex's boyfriend was living there at the time. It was like me, the, the, um, the new boyfriend of the ex I had just met right? and the French That's teacher in the basement. That's not awkward at all. <laughs> then my ex moves in with no. his boyfriend. So oh, I am no. living in an apartment with my ex's boyfriend, now my ex. And a vampire. And a vampire. <laughs> then my best friend from college, Michelle, moves in with me. So we're sharing a bed for two weeks. I love it. It was wild. So there were like five of us in a two bedroom, one basement, two bathroom. That's a sitcom you should write. Me, my ex, yeah. and the vampire. Like- Honestly, <laughs> I don't think I could relive it. <laughs> New York, a p- yeah. cool New York living situation. <laughs> Everyone's too. Doing this. The rats are like the Greek chorus commenting yeah. <laughs> on my failed attempts at surviving in the city. I love yeah. it. Oh my God. Be great. But having these shitty living situations, at least for me, didn't it motivate you to like, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I need money. Yeah. I will do anything to make money so I can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, what did you do for money then? Oh my God. Yeah. Time? So legit. I was looking for a job in production. It was so funny because I was interviewing at all these digital media places, but they wanted like social media managers and graphic designers. And I was like, I made posters for my improv group. And they'd be like, that's very sweet, but like not. But they'll probably (laughs) advertise it as producers, right? Like social producer. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I can do that. I'm thinking I'm going to make like little mini documentaries. Sure. Absolutely not, right? They wanted someone to like make, write social copy for videos and like I had no experience. Yeah, and edit of yeah, every video. Right? Yeah. So I started looking like on Craigslist, like literally just everywhere, yeah. like monster.com, Craigslist, LinkedIn was like pretty fresh and new for me at that time. I mean, I've updated my LinkedIn in three years. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah. can I say this publicly? I don't like LinkedIn. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the common I don't like LinkedIn because it sends me emails saying, congratulate Gabe on his six-year anniversary at his amazing job. And I'm like, fuck you, LinkedIn, okay? He's not even there anymore, LinkedIn. (laughs) I hate when it says like, two people have viewed your profile, like do this to see who it was. And I'm like, I haven't looked at my LinkedIn for like eight years. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I really don't like, and and then you get like some weird messages from like recruiters and stuff and you're just like, come on. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted. Oh, so you go to you took to LinkedIn, Monster, LinkedIn. Yeah. Craigslist, Facebook, every Grinder, yeah. every site. I like stopped reading job descriptions. I was just like, here's my resume, here's some videos I took. And I was like, you know, all these like weird little like experimental indie comedy projects I did in college. Perfect. So I applied to this one that's really vague online. And I was like, we're looking for somebody to edit video. It's at a queer video production company, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, ooh, keywords that interest me, like queer video production, like small workspace. Checking off all the boxes, I'm baby. thinking it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be glamorous. I show up and it's legit. It's a porn studio. <laughs> it's a, And they emailed me and they're like, hey, we just want to be clear. Like, this is a porn studio. Do you know what you're applying that for? That was the one thing on the actual job description they left they out, left right? Out, like, right? by the way, everyone will be nude. <laughs> right. Because they just, they didn't want to get like dick pics into their, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, you, you put, you're applying for a porn company, you get like creepers like hardcore creepers um and they thought that i was like lying about graduating from brown they were like what are you doing here and i was like honey it is 2012 we're still feeling the impacts of the 2008 economic crisis sure when i'm just trying to live here yeah yeah. (laughs) and so you got the job there yeah but then it was this like wild thing where it was like so i went in for the interview and there were like definitely some like moments where i was like oh 
was like, did you say that? Okay, great, cool, cool, cool. All right, great. We're like, and for the record, like two years prior, I had lived in like a radical fairy sanctuary in Oregon for like a month and a half and like almost didn't go back to college. Wow. was like living in this farm. Like I was full, like full tilt, like hippie, crust punk, queer boy moment at that time. I love it. So I was like, yeah, I'm like, I want to try anything. This is so edgy. This is so cool. I picture you in midsummer, by the way. That's where my brain oh my went. I'm like, I... that's where you were, right? You were all, all, everyone was dressed in white. We were like, we're never going back to college. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah. <laughs> Kill Only these like, people. <laughs> instead of making people fuck, they like made me watch a lot of John Waters movies because I told them <laughs> I didn't know who that was when we got there. And there was like a cabin <laughs> with a VHS player. There was like one TV. And they're like, you're staying in tonight. We're making popcorn and we're covering it in like shroom something. And I was like, great, great, John- Okay, cool. Waters 101. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So I was like literally just like dressed in leggings running around the woods and then watching John Waters movies. I love it. it was great. So the porn company probably loved this stint, right? Well, no. My boss is like actually this deeply conservative man, not like conservative himself, but like conservative in terms of like his dress and appearance. Like I like wasn't wearing deodorant at the time and he told me I was too stinky. Like wow. he, to- he like told me to like comb my hair and shave. It was like really wild because I was like, oh, I'm going to a porn company. It's going to be so freewheeling. And he was like, <laughs> Um, this is a workplace and I understand that. put your yeah, pants right, like, on. <laughs> <laughs> it was like truly not that bad, but like, you know, I, I like thought it was going to be much more freewheeling than I it was. I would think so. Yeah. And like, it was obviously very sex positive when we talked about things that like, I, I mean, I don't know how like a proper HR department would have dealt with so many of those conversations. <laughs> um, but he was actually like a stickler for like detail and like running very rigorous shoots that like were finished early or on time. Like the man used to be a theater director. So he was like really, he was like a kind of a tyrant and I really resented him, but he made me really good about being timely. Um, And then it was just this ridiculous ascent because it was like, we were an offshoot of a larger studio located in another city. There were a bunch of offices. Each director had their own office. And like our office was literally five people. We reported back to a bigger office. So it was like Mm. literally like a tiny gay office drama. And like one day one of the editors quit and he was also a cameraman. So I was trained on how to be a cameraman. And then I went to like my first shoot ever and it was so awkward. Your first like, shoot, you were yeah. shooting porn. Yeah, and I was like 21 years old and like everybody else in the room is like 40 plus. And I'm like, hi, my name is Gabe. I'm going to be second camera today. Great to meet you. <laughs> Great to meet you, Raphael and Brock. We're going to have such a lovely time together oh in this God. hotel. Like, yeah. Did you tell your family about this job when you like went home for like holidays or something or yeah. like old friends were like, how are you doing in New York City? Were you like, yeah. I'm a... I'm a cameraman on a porn today. Like a dream. Yeah, no. Well, okay, here's the twist. I didn't tell my family for a while. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even come out to my mom when I started working there. Like, she knew. I knew she knew, but we hadn't had that conversation yet. Come out as in come out or come out with the job? Oh, okay. So I, like, literally kind of, like, legit did both at once. Like, I came out to my mom as gay and a hardcore gay porn producer. She really got the load. Yeah, truly. She got the load after I had filmed a bunch of them. Yeah, so. I know. That was so funny, though. I'm so sorry we're doing this in your home, I love that you went to, like, zero to 100. You're like, not only am I coming out, but also I'm working in porn, and you have to accept that. The way she found out is, I'm sorry, this story like never ends. It's, this is like this I love saga. It. It, honestly, it's great. I'm it, like testing out, I'm testing out like my, I don't know, memoir ideas today. Good. This, this is, is like, perfect. I don't That's know. That's what this yeah. is for. Come on, we're all we're all airing our old job stories and truly. yours happens to be rated X. Yeah, so. <laughs> very much so. Yeah, no, truly. So um, what happened? So I, uh, at the time, Amy Schumer was filming its second season and they were looking to interview a porn producer. 
But that was like a very broad term, right? They were like, if you shoot and edit porn, we would like to interview you. And my friend was working, I think, as an assistant producer there. And they were having a really hard time, I think, finding somebody who like would go on camera and like say that, but was also not like a fucking weirdo maybe. I don't know. But they were looking for people. And I went in and I did a little screen test and they were like, we want to bring you on to do this. And I was like, dope. Like, no one in my family is ever going to see this. Oh my God. This was like a year and a half, two years into doing it. I have to watch this. It was, it's the funniest interview because I'm like a little baby with like um, messy hair. My mustache was fully unkempt. I like hadn't fully evolved. I was like a charmeleon before I was a Charizard. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like at the halfway point. I love these humongo names that you're dropping. You're like, I don't know. And then they were like, Amy Schumer is like, bring me in. And like next Robert De Niro is like, you know, hey, you're hired to film my feature film. I don't know. But like literally that's the weird um, contradiction of New York that you're like constantly surrounded by these uber successful people and names, especially in queer nightlife. Like you're going out and you're seeing like fucking Amanda Lepore. You're going out and you're seeing like drag queens that are going to end up being on Drag Race in two years and be huge. Huge. But you're also broke as fuck and like eating ramen and cans of tuna you've mixed mm-hmm. with an avocado <laughs> on some $1.99 pita chips because it's rough. Yeah. And so it's like weird. It was like sort of this like star-studded era of struggle where mm-hmm. it was like I was adjacent to all these people who had like kind of figured it out and like done the thing. I still feel that way, but yeah. I do sometimes too. Like I'm not there yet, right? right. But like I feel like I I understand more about it, if that makes any sense. But like that it's era a perfect way you said it where it's like, yeah, yeah we're eating dollar dollar dinners. I'm eating fucking ramen right. and I'm watching most of my friends on the Emmys. Yeah, <laughs> right? No, fully. People who I've had meals with and yeah. hang out with and go to birthday parties. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, so you were doing this porn, but you were somehow weaving your way into this industry. Yeah. Was Amy great? Was she cool? Um, Super cool. I love her so much. At that point, She's I was like, idol. yeah, I mean, just like the sweetest on set, so chill. Um, had this great rapport with everybody on set too, where it seemed like very kind and trusting and accessible. That's um, nice. That was my experience there. And I had a great time. And I think she was really sweet and like so good at just like breaking the ice and jumping into these awkward topics, knowing that like, obviously it's like, right. I'm going to be talking about some shit that's like weird. Yeah. Um, and she was so cool about it. But at this point I had been doing it for like a year and a half. And because we were such a small setup, it was like, I was editing I was shooting some scenes. I was designing DVD covers. I was writing the copy for scenes. Um, the I have DVD to watch cover, one yeah. of your films. I designed like one DVD cover, maybe two, because we didn't have a graphic designer at that time. But it was wild. Like, really, truly, truly, I felt like I was getting weird hands-on experience yeah. in a genre nobody wanted to admit they watch. But like learning things that would be applicable to like to the rest more. of your for the rest of your life yeah, for comedy absolutely. for whatever you're gonna do fully. There's storytelling in porn, honey. Now there's there, an, there's I, I know Aristotelian story <laughs> structure there. It must reach a climax for sure. The denouement is always you know the really nice pillow talk and maybe an interview after about how it felt. Like there's a structure. No, is this maybe only gay porn? Is straight to straight porn have? I feel um, like they have more elaborate storylines. Gay porn is like, let's not talk, let's get to it. But I only watch amateur stuff now, yeah. so there's no story. Same, same. I think after working in porn, it kind of ruins it for you. Well, also, we yeah. also live in an age where it's like, we don't have time to watch more than a three-minute video. So it's like, I just want to see it and be done. I have coffee date. I have totally. an appointment. I have class, whatever the fuck you're doing. So your mom watched Amy Schumer. This is what you were well, getting okay. at. Well, this is really, really, really wild. Um, so at this point, I've come out to my mom, and I've, she's the only one in my family. I, like, kind of hinted that I I was, like, I'm doing a lot of freelance projects. At the time, I was, like, directing web series and shooting music videos for, like, queer rappers that were, like, up and coming, but, like, not a big thing yet. And it was, like, a lot of little unpaid or barely paid things. Mm-hmm. So I sort of, like, showed her those things to keep her satiated, to be like, I'm working, I'm working. Right. 
And I like kind of intimated that I was working at like uh, a kind of like experimental, <laughs> queer, uh, edgy adult production company sure, that did like, a variety of things. They're all brown students. Right? It's totally yeah, fine. It <laughs> I actually did end up meeting a brown student um, through, yeah, he and I had had a crush on him my freshman year. He was a senior. I found out he was a porn star. We had this crush. Oh, it was I great. love it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, um, I don't want to blow up his spot, but he's oh, so cute. Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Where was I? He really threw me for a loop there. Your um, mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> How she so found out. My parents were going through a divorce at the time and I was not on very good terms with my dad. My mom wasn't either. My younger siblings were like figuring it out. And, um, it was wild cause my dad found the episode of Amy Schumer and like tried to present it in court as like evidence against my mother somehow. What? And so like the lawyer that I had ended up having to find for my mom because she didn't know what the fuck to do. You know what I mean? She was like a single mom dealing with two kids and like a crazy husband. Yeah. Um, I ended up fucking using Brown Connections and like pulling all the strings I could to be like, I found you a lawyer in Orlando. So the lawyer and I were like already kind of tight. I was like translating some things for her because like my mom speaks very good English, but like there's like a kind of a vocab barrier there. She grew up in Puerto Rico. So it was very in close communication with all of them, like helping my mom deal with this divorce. My dad is being an absolute jerk about it. You're a saint. Yeah, no, but it was like, it needed to happen. You I'm so happy to, it did. Yeah. It, it, it was really good. And I was dealing with like weird employment things. It was like a wild time. But my dad, basically the lawyer calls me and she's like, Gabe, first of all, I need to tell you, you're very handsome on camera. But <laughs> second of all, I need to tell you, your father tried to like present evidence um, in front of the judge like uh, against your mom and the judge was like what this is fully irrelevant to the case oh my god and it's an amy it's like amy schumer interview like (laughs) and so that's how my mom found out like through (laughs) these like really messy divorce proceedings oh my god um but she was such a champ i just wish i was in that courtroom i'm sorry to make a joke about it but that judge was probably like what a great show we (laughs) take him him out of another divorce case (laughs) (laughs) like are there any managers in the room does anyone want to take my number down like i wish i had been there to advocate for myself you know what i mean I know, because that's yeah. so crazy. You mm-hmm. can't even write that kind of comedy of Absolutely like not. two parents like, being like, here's what our son is doing. Right. And they're like, oh my God, he's so successful. He's on Comedy Central. The irony is like they both raised me before I went to college, unfortunately, because like I would have loved <laughs> to have had my dad out of the picture sooner. But the second gag is the first time I watched porn is because my dad didn't know how to like turn off the, the pay-per-view thing. <laughs> so I like got home early from school once, turned it on. It was literally... Oh my God, it was wild. It was like women in these like like knee-high leather boots like making the most ungodly yeah. sounds. And Skin I was like, MX. I'm gay, I'm gay. <laughs> um, but that was, yeah. We watched porn when we were kids too because my mm-hmm. parents were the type of parents who were like, as long as you and your siblings are quiet and not bothering us, <gasps> we don't care what you do. So, so we jealous. would like go in like a, like the TV room and like close the door and be mm-hmm. like, we're watching real sex on HBO. <laughs> yes. I was the oldest, but I was like 12 and like my, you know, sister's like seven or eight and it was just like, yeah, so we were like, yeah, we know what dicks are. We know how sex works. We know that people ski naked. <laughs> <laughs> just, just not real. <gasps> oh, it was God. a wild time, yeah. So how long were you at this production company? Shooting, yeah. directing, editing, graphic design I know, for porn. Right? Just the just jack off of, of all trades. A lot truly, of naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was there for like a little, maybe a smidge over two years, I want to say. It was from like late 2012 until like maybe... No, not even. Maybe late 2014. So a little under two years. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. I got an education. It's the first place I learned about prep um, because it was like 2013 and no one was talking about prep. 
uh, to anybody listening who doesn't know what PrEP is, it stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. And it's uh, basically a regimen of treatment. Yeah. yeah, there's commercials about mm-hmm. it. They do a really weird job of explaining it though because it's like, they make it sound like it's the name of the pill and it's not. There's mm-hmm. like, the makers of the pill have like a patent over it or had um, and people have been pushing to break it. Anyway, long story short, nobody knew what PrEP was way back then. Mm-hmm. And like my boss was one of the first people to tell me about it. Um, Because we were very open about sex and stuff like that in the office. And a lot of uh, porn actors at the time were also taking PrEP. Like, Mm. it was sort of, like, changing the game. You make Um, it sound like it was a really great experience. Like, everyone was very open about sex. Your boss told you you have to be on time. They gave you Some people begged to be like, can I try editing? Can I I know how to do this? I know how to do this. And they were like, Gabe, do it. Do it all of it. Honestly, like, it was really cool. It was very, very cool. But it was also... Kind of weird in that, you know, those workplaces where like you're so close, it becomes a little familial and that line between like asking a favor or like paying someone fairly for the work they're doing gets blurred. Very, I'm very familiar. Yeah. It was that like, you know, for my first couple of years, I was making like 30,000, $35,000 a year, like trying to live in New York. Like I didn't know that was an unreasonably low salary. I didn't know how to advocate for myself. I was 21. I was 20. Yeah, I was 21 right when I graduated college. And so, yeah, it it was that kind of thing where it's like, I got a lot of hands-on experience. Was my boss a jerk? Yeah. Did I also learn some things from that jerk? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he was just, he was really sweet sometimes for all the like weird um, snapping he did at me in the office. And as much as he like picked at me, he like bought me tickets to Hedwig for my birthday. I thought it was like so, and so it was like- That's cool. It was wild because like, you know, there there were some toxic elements to that workplace where like I wish I had felt like I could advocate for myself better or like I should have been empowered to. It's okay. But honestly, I appreciate the fact that you like look back now and you're like, here are all the skills I gained. Here's what I learned. Here were the good things. You found the silver lining. Totally. And I think so many times we're in these jobs where we're like, this is miserable. You can't even like actually think about the good things that are happening right now. Like I look back, I had an internship in casting, which Mm. I never want to work in. But like as an actor or a director or a producer, you know, it's a very interesting place to be because I hated it. And like my boss was very difficult, but like I learned lots of things about the business that like now come in help. Like I was like, I would recommend actors who would send in, you know, their headshots or whatever. And she'd be like, oh my God, we can't bring this person in because like their agent, I don't trust them. And I'd be like, they have three Tony Awards. They've been on X, Y, and Z series. They're so perfect for the role. And she'd be like, I do not like who represents them. And I was like, wow. So for all the agents out there (laughs) listening. Yeah, Yeah. no, but I I find now that like, I wouldn't have known all of that stuff. I wouldn't have known how much, you know, and I don't beat myself up over auditions as much, you know, sometimes it's so out of, it doesn't even matter how great you did, what you look like, where you come from, (laughs) your resume. It's literally someone else or it's like a relationship issue. Totally. But- I don't know. Yeah, you look back and you laugh about porn, but like you, if you said this was like a BuzzFeed or a, an above average or any other company and you got to do all of that stuff, yeah. like that's amazing. Even though it's so funny that you're like, it's a place we didn't want to like talk about that we worked at. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I like leaned into it. I think like, I don't know. It was weird because it felt like a bit of an uphill climb, but like I feel like our generation, I mean, maybe it's where I went to college. Maybe it's the people I was with. Um, I, you know, I think queer people by nature are like, need to be more upfront and sexually liberated when talking about the way they have sex. Cause like we mm-hmm. sort of have to teach each other, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'm not learning gay sex head in high school. <laughs> um, 
And you need to. There are specific things I think I needed to learn. And so it was wild because I like put this stuff on my resume and I put it on my cover letters. But like, I think the idea was getting ahead of it, like mm-hmm. contextualizing it my way um, and not making it look like I was hiding it, right? So I would list all the responsibilities Good I'd for have. You. Yeah. And I'd be like, I worked in this office like... I was kind of a permalancer, but I was there like five days a week. This is the experience I gained. This is the kind of workplace I dealt with. Yeah. And this is how I kept a professional in a very like sensitive and vulnerable environment, right? Because you're working with people that are putting a lot of their trust in you and like doing things that they would usually do alone in front of a camera um, because it's their job. But like you also want to respect that. And so- I have, yeah. I really think this is a, this was a great like moment for you in your career. I think you took probably more, you'll see it as your life goes on that like, oh wow, all of these skills I had, like, cause there are people who barely have worked in production who I've worked with on sets and they're just like, if something's uncomfortable or something's not yeah. right and you're just like, you don't know how to make this right. Mm-hmm. You'll be there to make it right. I'll be, I'll be, I got you, baby. <laughs> you will. I remember the time I was shooting a blowjob at the Park Ave Hotel. <laughs> and the- we'll be like, hold on, we need our director, Gabe. Right, yeah. <laughs> Gabe knows how to make this a very comfortable set. Seasoned porn vet. Here to make everything fine. You just open yeah. up your bag of incense. And like, you know, <laughs> incense crystals. and dildos. Yeah, yeah dildos that's and it. crystals. <laughs> You're like, here, we're going to calm the mood. Yeah. Um, I want to know something. So after mm. this, have you had any like bizarro jobs or or anything crazy that you did for money just because you were like, yeah, I could do this. I need the money. Yeah. I mean, I think um, there, I did like, not like bizarro, but things that like I was sort of uncomfortable with that I was like, oh, I should do this for the experience or the money or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, but they weren't like bizarro. It was like, I was in like a Bed Bath & Beyond commercial once and I was like, what am I doing? Oh my gosh, yes. That's cool. That, I had never done a commercial in my I life. Cast you him on cast that. me on that. Where's my 20%? No, it was fucking dope though. Cause I was like, this is so out of my scope of understanding things. And I was like, I'm not going to get gigs like this often. I should see what it's like. Right. And it was like so weird because I was like, I'm like, sorry what are you going to look sucks. like in a commercial? No. I, I even actually, said beforehand, I was like, I will not be there. I have no idea how it will be. I had Good luck. a great time. I met a giant dog. The dog handler was so sweet. All the producers on set were like super dope. Great. I just spilled a cup of coffee over and over and it was so wild because they were like, um, don't worry about, like, please don't touch anything. You're the talent. Like every time you spill it, we'll, we'll pick it up. So like every time we, we were like cut, a team would like swoop in and be like, do you oh, have wow. any stains? Are you okay? Do you need any water? And then they'd like clean up all the coffee and refill it. And I was like, I wish I had this crew you with me. You are royalty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, all right. I need to book more commercials. Like I love this. <laughs> but it was like, you know, those things where it's like, I don't know what I'm getting into. And sure. like, you kind of just have to take the leap and trust that um, you'll figure it out. I like I was talking to my boyfriend about this last night. I was like, I feel like I wouldn't have gotten anywhere if I didn't extend what I thought I was capable of doing or qualified to do. That's a beautiful message. Yeah, because I think there is a level of like fake it till you make it. Like obviously you need to work hard. If you don't have the skill set, it's going to sure. look bad. But like, um, I don't know. Imposter syndrome is like a hell of a drug and it's like really wild. You'll talk yourself out of things that like you will excel at. Yeah. Or at Even least if learn. it's something you don't think, if you think you're above it or below it or yeah. whatever, I feel like sometimes you just have to take the leap of faith mm-hmm. like you're doing and you will find something positive that comes out of it. And like just being on set and dealing with a crew that's like there to cater to you. Like that's, that's kind of cool. That's yeah, a good day. It was sweet. I feel like a little princess. I oh, loved it. I love it. Yeah. And I love how he's like saying that. I literally like helped. I was like, Hey, I I'm helping out with my friend's company. Like you're good for this. Are you available or whatever? It was dope. They wrapped early dope snacks. Like they bought clothing. I mean, I didn't get to take it home, but oh. 
they like custom bought me things. That's it nice. So cute. That's nice. I did one of those once, no. but um, I had to model a human placenta on my face. <gasps> Shut up. What? That was the same company. Yeah. Where are those gigs? <laughs> Let's talk about that. I'm trying to do this avant-garde. I didn't know yes. until I was on set. I thought I was like coming to do like bed, bath and beyond, like, you mm-hmm. know, just like spill a coffee. And <gasps> they were like, no, actually we need you to breathe out of your mouth for the next 20 minutes. I was like, you can do this, Anna. You need this money. You need it right now. You're a model. You're an actress. You're a model. <laughs> Channel it. I know. It's called acting. It's it called is. Acting. It's called acting. <laughs> um, and I want to know before we end this conversation, because mm-hmm. you've been so wonderful, but what are you yeah. up to now to make, besides yeah. being a very funny comedian and, thank you know. You. Likewise. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much. We're just going <laughs> to, you're so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> what are you up to now to um, make it happen here in New York? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm like, I'm sort of in this place where I think I've been lucky enough to meet with and work with enough people that have some steady um, freelance gigs. I am hosting this quiz show on Scruff, which has been really lovely. Um, we're the only two hosts of quiz shows here I in New know, York City. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're like dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, really fun yeah. though. I've watched it. and I, I lo- Yeah. And I love, um, I just like, I don't know, just the format of HQ is so kind of like revolutionary where it start when it started and they found like different ways to sort of like continue iterations of it. Yeah. They've gotten so creative and I love that they've brought on new hosts like you. I think that's you, so dope. Thank you so much. Yeah, Don't no, you love real. being live? Do you have fun? I like I feed off of it. it knowing like if I mess up, if I fuck up what I'm saying, anything yeah. I do, it's, it's live. There's a level of danger and I yeah. love it. It's so much fun. I know. Yeah. And you come up with things live that like you wouldn't, you know what I mean? When you're doing several takes, you're like, oh, they might use this, but. Yeah. And then you start live, to second yeah. guess or you like know mm-hmm. how it's going to be edited. Like when you're live, it's like you got one shot, baby. Yep. And if it sucks, you got the next one. I live for it. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing that. I've been working with MTV News a bit yeah. um, with their show called Need to Know, which is usually, um, you can find it on Twitter, I think. You're so great on it. Too. I love it. You're it's really so great fun. on the MTV stuff. And their team there has been fantastic. Um, That's great. Yeah. Let them know I'm available. Oh my God. MTV. Duh, yes. Hi, MTV. MTV. I've, I've worked with you before too. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm great live. <laughs> Um, and then you're doing a bunch of comedy. Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of comedy. Um, I finished uh, pitching this pilot at a pitch festival with my brother. And at the time Congrats. we only had like a show Bible and an outline. So I've been like finishing writing it right now. Um, so it's interesting because it's like a collaborative writing process. And I'm also trying to write something on my own. So it's like so many things I want to do and carving out time for that has been tricky. But um, I love We can have a that. writing date. I'm doing a lot of writing right now too. Let's hold each other to it. I love that. I do. Yeah, I need that. I need someone to be like, hey, did you do the thing? Right. Like, Send me a maybe? draft by Friday. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because then you're embarrassed if you can't deliver. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Dope. Um, we'll thank do you so much for being here. Thank you. We're gonna yeah, we're it. gonna come right back. We're gonna actually call someone. Are you gonna help me with this? Wait. Yeah. Oh my before God, of we course. call them, can I just say who they are? Is yeah. that cool? Mm-hmm. I love how I'm like asking Brian. I forgot you're on a mic. Hi, Brian. Mm-hmm. Isn't he great? Are you having fun? I'm I'm having so much fun. Brian is actually employed, so I love when you like hear all these sad stories, and you're like, "Wow!" You probably think, "Do you ever think like I'm? I don't have those moments of yeah. like being no, sad." I was thinking that when you guys were talking about bad uh, like living situations, I'm like, <laughs> "I've never really had that here," because I walked into like a six figure job. <laughs> There you go. He walked into a six-figure job. That's something I wish. I, I will say that one day. But it'll just be like, it took me 20 years and I walked the hills and mountains and now I'm at a six-figure job. Um, wait, there is this. So we're going to call this person. Okay, so her name is Darcy. 
And basically I go on Twitter and I like crowdsource and I'm like, who here is unemployed? Who needs a pep talk today or Mm -hmm. wants a pep talk? Darcy went to Quinnipiac, is that how you say it? Quinnipiac University. Oh, they do the polls. Oh. (laughs) They just do a lot of polls today. (laughs) For digital media and PR. And she graduated a year and a half ago and she has not found a job since graduating. Uh And she's been going literally crazy trying Mm -hmm. to find one in New York City. She's based in New Jersey and it's very discouraging. The hunt is very discouraging Mm -hmm. and that's where she's at right now. Oh, okay. I know. Let's fix that. I wanted to call her. I thought that was like very honest and I can relate. It's hard though. Okay, cool. So we, Gabe and I are going to call Darcy. We're going to give her a little pep talk. I've been in her shoes. She's young. She's new to the the real world from college. Um, how do you feel? You feel good about this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'll follow your lead for sure. I feel like you've got her story down straight. I feel like we're way. also very good. Everyone, uh, we're very good at giving other people advice. Oh yeah, even, I love doing it. Even when it's not for, when when we can't follow. hear ourselves. <laughs> Hello. Hi, is this Darcy? Yes, it is. Hi Darcy, it's Anna Royceman. How are Hi. you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm here with my friend Gabe. Gabe's say hi. Hi, this is Gabe. We're here shooting the seventh episode of Anna's podcast (laughs) called The Unemployed Show. We've been talking about our own unemployment journeys. Yeah, we've been talking about not having jobs, what we did when we first graduated and whatnot. Mm. And I'm so Mm -hmm. glad you reached out on Twitter. Yes, I always see those tweets too and I'm like, me, 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 I have no job. Oh, Darcy, oh. you don't, don't be too excited about it. <laughs> I know, I know. Wait, Sorry. so tell me, you just graduated a year ago, am I right? Yes, yeah, so I graduated, I guess now at this point, like a year and a half-ish ago. Mm-hmm. That's um, fine. Yeah, so it's been, been an interesting year and a half, I guess you could say. And just for, um, the, for the people listening, you went to school mm-hmm. for digital media and PR, right? Correct, yes. Cool. Um. And my school, as most schools do, always boasted about like, oh, we have such a great employment rate after school. And like, you know, and my school is, was known for their communications department. So I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, you know, with all of my experience, hopefully I'll get something relatively soon after graduation. And, you know, really thought it was going to work out. And uh, then here I am a year and a half later with still no job. So has not gone to plan, but I'm hoping. It's okay. It never goes as planned. But my question is, did your school, like, did they set you guys up with, you know, internships or any kinds of meetings or whatever in your field? Or was Um, it kind of like, good luck? (laughs) It's funny because when I went there for like, you know, freshman orientation, they were like, yeah, 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 we do all this stuff, whatever. And then as an actual student who is required to have an internship, at least one internship before I graduated, they did literally nothing to help me. Um, they, which was like really frustrating because they did kind of draw that picture for us that they have all these resources and they have all these, you know, internships or like companies that they work with to place students in internships and everything. Um, so it was really upsetting that they didn't because then they were saying, if you don't have one before you graduate, then you can't graduate. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? It's a cash 22. But like, if no one's going to take me as an intern, then that's not my fault necessarily. So Really stressful. I did end up getting at least one before I left. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. Um, but even that internship wasn't necessarily everything that I hoped for. But that's also kind of the point of internships, I think, mm-hmm. to sort of learn what you do and don't like um, about what you thought you did and didn't like. 
That um, is exactly what an intern. I was oh, just yeah. talking about that, uh-huh. how I hated my internship. <laughs> but like now I look back and I'm like, there are some things I took away from it that were positive. But yeah. So yeah. Dar- Darcy, I have a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. What specifically are you sort of looking to do with your degree now that you've graduated? Um, well, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, um, so my degree was, like I said, digital media and PR. Um, and I am definitely more focused on social media and how that can impact a brand or a person or a company or whatever the case is, um, because it is such a relevant part of all of our lives at this point. Uh, just kind of using analytics and using different like techniques and, and ideas to sort of further someone or a brand, like I said, um, sort of just like further their goals and, you know, increase their following or whatever mm-hmm. sort of thing that they're looking to do with their social media. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like in an, in a world where social media and PR and not, not necessarily PR, mainly social media is so new, um, that the people in these positions to, you know, get these goals met don't necessarily know like how to work the realms of social media and sure, like what yeah. it can really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who's grown up on social media, um, I figured I could be kind of good at it. Yeah, yeah, of course. You're good <laughs> at it even without the degree. Your generation is know, like, right? yeah. you are social exactly. media. For real, truly. Mm-hmm, exactly. I have a question. Are there any mm-hmm. like... In a dream world, are there any brands or any places, companies that you're just like, I would love to do social media for these guys? I am dying to do social media for NBC, mainly Jimmy Fallon, Mm. um, because I have been following them forever and I just love all of the stuff they do on social media and the way that they frame their segments from the show on social media and how they use how they interact with fans on social media yeah. using like, you know, cause he, cause Jimmy Fallon's always tweeting about like, you know, hashtag Friday or whatever it is that they're doing for their hashtags. He's been doing hashtags um, for a long time too. I feel like before, yeah. like since the birth of the hashtag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Late night shows seriously are benefiting big time from social media because like you're saying, yeah, no one, not many people have the time to sit down and watch the episode live at like, you know, 1230, whatever, exactly. 1130 at night. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go on Twitter. They're going to go on YouTube. They're going to go on Instagram the next day and like see whatever they missed or catch it or. Right, right. Yeah. So that's perfect. Exactly. Well, we know a yeah. bunch of people at the night, the Tonight Show. <laughs> no, but seriously, Jimmy, he'll probably listen to this episode and hopefully he'll be like, she sounds amazing. I would hire you to do my social media. Honestly, you sound like you know it. You are with it. You are on it. I, Thank you. I believe in you. I really do. You have a sense oh. of humor. Yeah. Thank you. And I would also just say, you know, like keep at it. Like we just talked about how I, you know, I worked in a job that gave me a skill set I needed, but not necessarily in a field I wanted to be working in for so long. And I think Mm -hmm. with something like this, it's like a numbers game, right? Like everybody's trying to use social media to either promote something or spread a message. Like I would say maybe like, you know, send out more applications than like you think you're qualified for, just go for everything. Whether mm. they're like an advocacy organization, maybe they need a social media manager to help organize people online or spread a message. Maybe it's like a digital media startup and they're looking for somebody to help them get better numbers on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like I think mm. there are so many different routes to go. And a good piece right. of advice I got from one of my advisors in college, 
mm-hmm. wanted to work in film production for a very long time. And I still do right. just in a different capacity than I thought I wanted to. Um, but mm-hmm. I was basically like, I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, what's a good way for me to find places where I could start working in production? And she goes, think about places that make things you love and then find out what they've made and what they're hiring for, right? She was like, instead of thinking about a TV show, go farther. Think about the production company behind that TV show Mm -hmm. and see Mm -hmm. if they're looking for work. So like, I think what you've done now is already like, great, right? You know you love Fallon. You know you love this comedic voice. You're like scouting for jobs at NBC, but maybe there are also you know, smaller digital media startups uh, or like digital websites that might do the same thing on social media um, that could sort of give you like a platform or a place to sort of like play with those skills. And then if you apply Mm -hmm. for something at NBC again, you know what I mean? You've got that on your resume and you're like, yo, I have done this and I can do it. Right. I also want to say, I know this is not ideal, but like I took an internship at a production company, like even after I had paying jobs, I was working in a restaurant, but I was like, Mm -hmm. there were people there who had worked on other projects that I was interested in. And I was like, this is going to not be a glamorous job. I know it's an internship, but I like a lot of the shows they produce. And it was just about who you meet there. You literally never know. Like Gabe said, he met someone on a comedy show that he was just on and that was his first job he ever connected him to his first gig. So I think, yeah, like you will get to the place you want to get to. You just have to, it's like a maze. You just got to keep going (laughs) through the maze. I know. Yeah. What have you been up to? For like well, money yeah. and stuff, like work. Oh. <laughs> well, like I said to you on Twitter, uh, I just did the Disney College program. Yeah, what uh, is that? What is the Disney College yeah, program? Yeah, it's actually what? really interesting. Do you know this? Um, so basically, uh oh, never heard of this. Yeah, I work for Disney, and I don't even know what this oh. is. <laughs> oh wow, Brian, <laughs> Brian, our producer, he, he works for Disney ABC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so actually, Disney has this program where it's kind of like. Kind of like an abroad experience, but at Disney. So when you're in college, you can oh, go. Um, you used to be able to get college credit for it. I don't think you can get college credit for it anymore. Um, but you basically go to Florida. You work at Disney. You're a cast member in Disney. Um, and it's an interesting program because, like, for me, obviously, I'm in digital media. Um, it is it, What I did there was not anything related to what I want to do with my career at all. Um, but it was just a cool experience and I love Disney. So I was like, might as well. Um, But if you're like, if you're in hospitality, if you're in like the hotel business or whatever, things like that, then the program's great because you're working for Disney and it's like one of the largest like resorts ever. Um, So yeah, so I was there from January to May just working in the parks. I was working at Epcot and it was great. And I loved it. And I got to go to the parks for free, which was awesome. Cast member perk. Um, and then I came home in May and then tried to find a job all summer. And the summer was a little tricky. I have two sisters, so we were just kind of working with our schedules and everything. So I've actually mainly just been babysitting all summer. Okay. Um, I've been doing some freelance on the side, actually, though, in the digital field. So that's actually been really helpful because it's relevant work experience um, that I can put on my resume. So it, it's like I'm doing stuff and like still keeping my mind active with you know, different trends and how things are changing on social media. Um, So that's actually been really helpful. And I'm actually kind of taking more on with this freelance right now. Um, So that's actually going to be really exciting. Uh, And then now, now that the fall is here, I'm going to start a part-time job, just somewhere local. That's great. You know what? Yeah. It's a job is a job and you're going to take something Mm -hmm. from it. You're going to grow there. 
and you're going to move up and up. It only gets up. You only go up from there. Well, you sometimes dip, but you know what? You go back up further. (laughs) It gets rocky, but you'll get there. Yeah, right? Yeah, you will. And literally you're working in a field that is only growing by the minute. So I Mm -hmm. can't imagine that you will be searching for a job months from now. I really have all the faith in you. And you know what? Thank you. I've got a comedy film film (laughs) festival, so we need social media. So I'll hit you up when I need some people to do social yes, media after. Oh, I would love that. that. That would be awesome. Okay, good. I'm I'm not even kidding, Darcy. I'm going to remember oh you God. and I'm going to be like, okay. please help grow our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can help. I can definitely help. Oh, cool. Well, listen, thank you so much for letting us chat with you. I hope we at yeah, least you. lifted your spirits and like gave you the motivation. It sucks sometimes. It takes years, but mm-hmm. you're going to get there. Yes. You are so motivated for someone having just graduated. I was like... I was like, I want to act and I have no idea what to do, but you seem to have a very clear path and, uh, just say hi to Jimmy Fallon. Say hi. Say, Hey Jimmy. Hey Fallon. Like me right now. Yeah. Go ahead. He's going to listen. Oh, wow. Hi. Hi Jimmy. Okay. Perfect. That was great. He's going to hire. Now he'll hire you. Um, oh, perfect. That's do you have anything else to say to our lovely friend Darcy? Um, Not much more. I think just like, yeah, keep at it. Stick to that game plan and just like never lose track of sending as many applications for anything you think that will be relevant as you can, um, you know, whether mm-hmm. they're remote jobs or jobs in town. Um, and a mm-hmm. helpful thing for me when I have been employed is sending, uh, setting goals, like sort of weekly or daily goals for myself. Like at the end of this week, mm-hmm. I want to send three to five job applications, right? Or I want right. to revamp my resume today. And mm-hmm. eventually something will stick. And if it doesn't stick, um, you know, you might get to an interview process or somebody might remember you. You know what I mean? I think a few places I've worked at, Um, it's taken a very, very long time and it hasn't always worked the first time. Um, but sometimes Mm -hmm. when you come back to them and Mm -hmm. you're more prepared, they're like, oh, dope. Like now's the time let's do it. Yeah. So just don't lose faith. It's like, you know, it's gotta be a right place, right time and the right amount of work put into it, but (sighs) you got it. You sound ready. I feel good now that I I took all of that as your, you were, (laughs) you were my fairy godmother just giving me that information too. All right, Darcy, this was so much fun. Keep your spirits up and Hey girl, have fun. Have a great day. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, you Darcy. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Can I just say Darcy sounded more mature than I ever was at 22 years old? Absolutely. <laughs> if I had had that conversation, I would have been like, I don't really know what I'm doing right now. I'm just like kind of like dating around. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, I, I'm dabbling in porn, I guess. Like, yeah, that like, would have been Here's me, what like, I want to do. I'd be like, I'm working at a restaurant and I fucking hate it. <laughs> Wait, what else are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was staying up until 4 a.m. paying for alcohol I could not afford. Oh, um, I was getting at up at 4 a.m. Yeah. and waiting out, sleeping on the streets to audition for Broadway musicals Bless. that would not oh even see. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. Definitely like, been this there. This will work. One of these. That was great. I feel like she almost she inspired me yeah. as much as hopefully we. You were very inspiring too. Thank you. I, I don't. It, I think you're right. It does help having been there. Um, because it is. It can be really infuriating, and sometimes it's just. It really just takes years of working and meeting people yeah. and like staying in touch to get where you are next. Like, I don't think I would have these two steady freelance gigs I have now if it weren't for like taking those crazy bus rides, you know what I for mean? Sure. And like coming and showing up to the gig and showing up ready and like knowing what I'm doing. Yeah. I wouldn't have um, HQ yeah. if I didn't 
do the unemployed show. Yeah, and legit. like put myself on camera and yeah. be like, hey, I can host things. I can talk to people and I can be myself. And right. Yeah. I don't know, for two years. And it was your own work. Like I've done some cringy Facebook videos for <laughs> digital media companies and it's still paid off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it doesn't have to the project never needs to be perfect. You're constantly growing and I think yeah. people are constantly finding new ways to to like make it themselves uh, or make 1, their own percent. work they're proud of. Yeah. yeah. And always put out your own work. Yeah. I always think that's the best. Hell like yes, yeah. Like you're saying, set your own goals because no one's just going to hand it to you yeah. unless mm-hmm. you are, you know, uh, who won Fleabag? Who won everything? Oh my God, uh, she's getting Phoebe, She's yeah. getting handed a lot right now, as she deserves. She yeah. worked her butt off and she put on her Look own project. That. that was a one-woman show in Edinburgh, like what, eight, ten years ago maybe? Ugh, that's so cool. But like, imagine, that's how long it takes for a fucking project like that to gestate and then like become yeah. an Emmy-winning TV show. Like, it takes a while. It's inspiring. infuriating, but yeah. It's infuriating and it's inspiring. Know, it's yeah. like, you know not to give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for being here. You're thank a dream. You, you really, I really are. appreciate it. This has been so much fun. Since I met him, I was, do you remember? I was like, Gabe, like gets it. Like you, <laughs> no, you do. You're very easy to talk to thank and you. you're very good with like, People you don't know. That's why you're a good host because, you know, you can talk to anyone. And Likewise. Great minds, Anna. Great minds. You. Thank no, for you. Um, all right. Where can we find you? I don't know what. Well, where? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find me uh, online on Twitter or Instagram using the handle Gaybones, G-A-Y-B-O-N-E-Z. It is a nickname I never thought I would have to plug in my professional life. And here we are. Um, and I can't change my at. So it's staying the same forever. <laughs> Um, at Gay Bones, baby. Yeah. Uh, and if you're ever in New York, you can catch me monthly doing a show at Caveat called The Nerds and the Bees. We give dating advice, actually. We have two dating experts. Um, I used to co-host it with Tessa Scara, who's moving to LA for a little bit. So I'll be holding down the fort. Um, I love. But I'm, we have two nerds who are the experts, and then I'm the bee. I'm oh. the buzzy little bee in the audience finding people to, to ask us questions. That's amazing. Fun. Yeah. You can find me at Anna Roisman everywhere uh, or on HQ. I don't know. And Brian, where can we find you besides this apartment that we won't see? Yeah, <laughs> in the shadows at my apartment. I, 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 at I'm Disney. not on any social media. Brian's at Disney ABC. Heard of it? Find yeah. him there. No, Brian yeah. doesn't do Times social. Square Studios. Oh my God, someone's going to camp outside Times Square Studios being like, I want to be on the podcast. (laughs) Don't do that. Well, they have to lose their job first. Yeah, true. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. This was Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Peace and love. 